right, here we go. Back in bold. Another great, awesome, amazing, beautiful day in Brazil. And today I'm with uh, a dude in the freezing cold uh, land of uh, England. Uh, we're going to talk about little languages. And especially, you're going to convince me today, which I need, is to stop being lazy and learn uh, language. Because I've been traveling the world for a long time, lived in many different places. And I still can only speak English, which is ridiculous. I know it's like a magic key. Once you learn it, it unlocks uh, an amazing experience uh, when you're traveling. I'm waiting for these uh, Facebook Ray-Ban glasses. Now I can put those glasses on. They can speak a different language, you know, translate it uh, for my eyes. What do you think about that, Mr. Pat? Do I need to learn a language anymore or what? Of course, you have free will, my friend. You can learn a language if you want, if you feel called to learn a language. I would ask you, what's stopping you, to be honest? Like you say, laziness, like I can't understand people. And this isn't a dig, of course, like, but me personally, when I've been traveling, like that's what has inspired me to like learn a language, to really connect with people on a deeper level. Also, because especially in Europe, English people, have a bit of a reputation you know it's spain a lot of us go to spain on holidays like down to the south coast and we just go there to use them for their like cheap beer uh sunshine and you know ogle at the gorgeous women that they've got there as well we don't like try and connect with them and yeah i think it's a real shame because when i went to spain and actually tried to learn spanish the reaction i got off people was just it's like another world you enter a different dimension when you speak like their own language, you know, you really connect with people. They love it. You don't get ripped off as well. You don't get the typical like gringo experience when you're like speaking to them in their language. Um, there are so many benefits to talk about. Um, yeah, like what's, I would ask you, what's what's been stopping you, do you know? I saw a funny thing about why uh, Great Britain, you know, conquered most of the world because the dudes, they wanted to get away from the bad weather, the shitty food and the ugly woman. <laughs> so they sailed all these different seas to, to find better pastures. Um, but it just reminded me of what you said, like in Spain, dude, I remember in uh, Tenafry, holy crap, I saw every British person, every stereotype and whatnot in the South. I was there in the summer last this summer the summer before and uh it is funny how you guys you're you're like americans you know what i mean you go to a place and i want my english breakfast i want everything how it is back home speak my language and um i definitely admire it somewhat but also like you said you're not gonna get the full experience whatsoever and what has stopped me i don't know i think i'm naturally kind of a, a person that doesn't need much social interaction like i like being in my own little world um, you know, and, and, and also like for the dating, bro, like I've had, it, it hasn't affected it at all. You know, obviously you have to Google translate. I think there's a lot about vibing, which is important, especially when you're doing this nomadic stuff, it's hard to develop deeper lasting relationships, which is what you need for language to express yourself down the road. But if you're hanging out for a couple of times, you know, a week, three weeks, it's not the end of the world. Um, I've also learned that a lot of people speak English or want to speak English, right? So they're like, no, don't speak Italian. Like, I want to try to speak uh, English and, and learn. But I will tell you this. And the time that it made me really question if I should invest some time in, in learning is when I had a beautiful relation relationship in Italy. And uh, she spoke basically fluent English. 
But she's like, Nick, you know, this is like probably six months down the road. Like, I want to express things to you, but I cannot do it in English. Like, there's these things I want to say. And I'm like, that hurt me. I was like, damn, I really want to, to fully understand you and feel you. Because the vibe does last a while and the body language and, you know, the feelings. But sometimes you need to, like, hear everything, right? So to answer your question, I'm going on a little rant, is I think I look at learning a new language as my ROI on making money or doing cool shit, uh, making content is better than sitting on Duolingo and being like, excuse mm. me, a uh, boy tardy uh, and, and being a stumbling mess, right? And I really do think that we're gonna have the AI or the glasses or the freaking Elon Musk brain chip pretty soon where I speak English, you speak Portuguese and it's totally easy to understand with the technology. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I get your points, I get your points. Um, oh, he's I'm still here. I just put you on. You're still there. I'm still okay, here. Yeah, 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 man. I, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. Um, regards to the AI stuff, I mean, I, I'm pretty much the, the opposite way, to be honest with you. I'm staying well away from it. I don't like it. I get the benefits of it, um, especially when you're traveling and stuff. But what I like about learning languages is that connection. You know, you're connecting with someone on a deeper level. And like your Italian, like, uh, partner, ex-partner said to you, like, you just can't say certain things in English. It's limited. You're very, very limited. Although English is a great language and it's very rich, there are just so many examples where... English is straightforward. English is like this. Like, Italian is like a dance. You're circling around. Yeah. Like, English I love because it's, like, it's straight to the point. But it, it does feel, unless you're like a poet or something, you can't express so many things compared to like Latin uh, languages or Italian, Spanish, like these different uh, languages seems are more rich. Yeah, yeah. I mean, English is rich, like in and of itself. I think it's a it, it's a rich and beautiful language. But you're never going to be able to get the quality of uh, communication or relationship with the person if you don't at least understand their uh, language, I think. And a lot of the culture seeps through the language. So like Italians, we'll use that as an example, right? Because I speak Italian, you've uh, had a bit of experience in Italy, right? You know how they care so much about the aesthetics, yeah? They're beautiful people. They're good looking people, but they dress well. They look after themselves, right? You can know that from the outside and go, okay, you don't know why, you know? And it's influenced by the, the way that they speak. Okay, everything you've probably heard like "Che bello." Have you heard that "bello"? You're on bello, you're on beautiful. Mind. Yeah, exactly. Bello, yeah. Ciao bella, la dolce vita, mi piace. I know a little. I know a little. Ah, yes. So you know a bit, man. I just think you're a bit shy. You're holding back a little bit. With that, for example, so in Italian you've got "che bello." Everything is either bello or brutto. Brutto is ugly, right? And this is just how they speak normally. That's oh, che bello. Whereas in English, we would say, oh, that's great, you know? Che bello, how beautiful. It's you're saying the same thing, but you're not really, like, saying how, how beautiful. You just get their culture a lot, a lot more, do you know? And there's expressions and things that can't be translated as well, like... So I understand what, what that girl was saying to you. Like, um, you can speak... But 
unless you can speak from the like unless you can understand their native language they can never truly speak like uh, from the heart if that makes sense you're always speaking a form of ai that, that's Just a big deal it. though in, in italy the speaking from the heart the romance the like you said the vibe and their expressionism and their style everything does kind of correlate too and yeah I, that hit me you know that was a couple summers ago and i was like fuck like because i i spent two years in italy <laughs> my italian is very basic and minimal which is unfortunate but i don't know bro because like i'm moving around right so it's like okay i spent all this time in italian and now I've been in Brazil the last eight months. And okay, what does that do? But I can go back and I just look at it as like, okay, well, hey, you know, I gotta I gotta work out. I gotta I gotta pay the bills, you know, I gotta create bull perceptions. Like I, I start viewing things as what is my return, you know, on investment. And and then like your tweet did this is how we came across each other. You, you had some tweet and uh, you're saying that we were taught wrong or something by the school. Like we're, we all think we're bad at learning languages, at least in the West, like the USA. I took eight years of Spanish and I don't know fucking any Spanish. And I lived in Mexico too. Um, <laughs> and your, your, your thing was like, they're just, there was bad teaching method. Right. And I tweeted on that. He's like, you're, you said, Oh, free yourself. Neo. It's okay. You can, you can do it. What do you mean by that? The school system is, is shitty or what? Oh man, the school system I think I went in a bit harder than uh, what you're alluding to in the tweet. I said that they traumatized us, which they have done. School, with every subject, but focusing on, on languages, traumatizes us into uh, thinking that mistakes are bad. Yeah, we're graded on how fewer mistakes we make. You know, we make few mistakes, we get high grades. Mum and dad happy, teachers happy. Have you actually learned anything? No, they just teach you how to like chuck stuff in your short term memory spit it out onto a page. This was my experience at school. And if you do that with a language, you're never going to learn. You're only going to spend years, quote unquote, learning that language. But you're not actually learning anything. So at the end of it, like your experience with Spanish, what was that, eight years you spent in school? Man, you should be very fluent in eight years. You, sh you should be speaking a few languages. Like If you're doing it the right way, you can do so much in that time. They not only did they waste your time at school teaching you with that method, but by the sounds of it, because you've had opportunities to learn, but you've, something's been blocking you, they've traumatized you into making you believe that you're not a language person, which is complete nonsense because humans are made for languages. We are language learning machines. You know, if anyone is listening to me now and they can understand what I'm saying, you're a language person. I'm sorry. Like that's just a, an absolute it's a coping mecha mechanism people have because of that trauma from school. They tell themselves, oh, and they maybe they try, you know, like you said before, like a bit of Duolingo. So many people fall into this trap. They think, I'm going to learn Spanish. Okay, I was rubbish at school. They've all these negative, like, beliefs to start off with. I was rubbish at school. I'm not really a language person. Don't really believe I can do it, but I kind of want to because it would be cool. Everyone knows that deep down. It would be amazing for them to learn. But they go to Duolingo. Duolingo gives them a few hits of dopamine. Oh, I got this word. Hola, como estas? Uh, el gato está en la mesa. You know, the cat is on the table. Great. When am I going to learn? When am I going to use these kind of things in real life? They think that is their language learning. So they've given it another try. They fail again, clearly, because you're not going to learn a language from using Duolingo exclusively. It's just not going to happen. It's the wrong method. So then they come out of it and they say, well, there's my 
confidence. I'm not a language person. I was rubbish at school. I was rubbish with Duolingo. So now I'm just going to give up and feel awkward when I'm in uh, social situations in different countries, when people are around me all speaking that language, having a good time. I'm just going to stand there and pray that they speak English. Sad. It's very sad. And that's why I going hard at the schools <laughs> and try to offer the solutions as well do you know because uh, i don't just want to slate the schooling method and then yeah. say well you're stuffed you know you're not because i was rubbish at school as well i speak six languages now when i was 18 i spoke just english i started learning french properly when i was 18 19 um, but i had been again, quote-unquote, learning it in the schooling system for, yeah, probably about seven, eight years, similar to yourself with uh, with Spanish. Didn't learn anything. But I got to a point where I was pissed off. I was angry. I was like, this is wrong, do you know? I know there are immigrants who come to my country and learn the language. I know there are people who learn other languages. I don't believe they're just talented so I went on YouTube, which back in the day had a load of great like resources and videos. And it still has to be fair with language learning. Um, and I looked up uh, people who spoke languages and I typed in, how do you learn a language? How do you really learn a language? And I came across these guys and gals called uh, polyglots. And my mind was blown. And I still had that little... Uh, little voice inside my head going, yeah, but they're talented, you know. Yeah, they're special people. You're not good at languages. You're not good at languages. Um, but for some reason, actually, I know the reason. It was a girl living down my road who was French. And I was like, well, I want to try and chat to her. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaks to the power of, uh, I won't say anything politically incorrect, uh, but, you know, the power of, uh, of uh, yeah, lust or whatever. You don't, need, you don't need a clean mouth on this podcast. You can say whatever. Okay, okay. I'm trying to protect my brand. That's all. The power of the pussy. We can see. <laughs> um, but I, anyway, I had that a reason to learn then. And I spoke to her and she was learning English at the same time. She was living in England, obviously. And yeah, from there, I just kind of uh, trusted what these polyglots were saying about languages, that you could do it. And yeah, lo and behold, kind of fast forward 10 years hold on, hold on hold on hold on before we get into the polygot way because this sounds like the solution for me um i also don't think it's just the school system uh obviously yeah. we've been blessed uh, the english and the americans for the universal language of the skies of business is is english right i also think in usa we live in a bubble for the good and the bad we don't really give a fuck about the rest of the world so in school we're probably like why the hell do i need to learn spanish i just go to cancun for two weeks and party my ass off with americans like so I think uh, that's also a limiting uh, a factor to to developing the skills because obviously in Europe everyone is duolingual you know or trilingual I mean everyone speaks different languages in in Europe which is which is nice but obviously it's closely together in the European Union and and so forth but yeah I agree with you then you you get the double hammer of duolingual you know telling you the cat is on the table and you're like okay fuck this I really give up so. What is the solution then? The polygot way, the spiritual polygot? Is that how I'm going to learn language and record speed? Tell me. Right. Okay. Well, the, the spiritual polyglot is just my podcast that I've got. Um, and I take a deeper dive into like languages, the etymology of words and like a spiritual angle to, to language learning in general, just because a lot of the guys and gals in the language learning community are not really into spiritual stuff. But for me, it was a big 
a big spiritual like awakening and uh, learning French and thinking in French, I was kind of like, oh my God, like, wow, I've created this character. And that's one of the secrets like uh, of learning a language. You've got to create a character. Don't be you, like don't be Nick speaking Spanish. Do you know? You've got to create a Spanish Nick and start from there and start from scratch. You've got to really get into it and get invested and exaggerate. Go over the top, like with your accent. Don't just be there, like in your shell and saying, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, Buenos dias, do you know? Go, Buenos dias, do you know? Really like exaggerate. Yeah. So, creating a character, there's, there's a fair bit to it. There's a lot I obviously share with my, uh, my guys, but that's number one. If you're serious about learning a language, realize you, Nick, I'll speak to you, Nick, the American guy, you're not going to speak Spanish. You've got to create a character. Yeah. You've got to get into, like, get into an acting role. Yeah, that's the attitude you got to have with it. Hold on, Aside hold on. this from is that, interesting. I've, I've heard a lot of people who speak multiple languages, they feel like they're different speaking the other language. I think that would be get a little schizophrenic, no? Yeah, maybe, but, you know, it's a cool, cool bit of schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> and it's useful. How about that? Why, why is that? Like... That, that the you talk about spiritual and language and you were this whole different person in French and you had an awakening and enlightenment. Well, what the hell is that? I mean, is it because it rewires your brain? I know that the different languages, yeah. but how the hell can I be a totally different person just because a different language? Like that starts, that's pretty scary. I know I'm all about ma uh, manifestation affirmations, you know, hippie shit like this. So I, I'm big into like, you know, what you think becomes your words and your words become your reality, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, is that that kind of play into the the factor of why these people are different personalities in different languages? Yeah, it could do. It could do. I, I kind of differentiate uh, a personality between a character. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how deep you want to dive on this, but with French, let's say my experience was, oh, okay, well, if I'm just now thinking in French and dreaming in French and speaking in French, these thoughts are not who I am. And that was the biggest uh, kind of realization. And this is like the right start, like right at the beginning of a spiritual realization is the moment in which you realize that you're not your thoughts, that you're something deeper. You may not know what that is. I would not call that state enlightenment at all, but it is an enlightenment of, of sorts because you're like, a, oh shit, well, I'm not my thoughts then i'm something else if i've created a french character then maybe it kind of just plants the seed of well maybe this english uh, character is just that as well so for me then it kind of led down a progressively spiritual kind of uh, path let's say but with regards to like language learning and the benefits of it hold on hold on hold on hold on go on go on, go on. if you want to dive in we can do it. Me. Yeah, not 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 freaking forty minutes of it, but you know, keep going yeah, on yeah. that idea, because because besides the the outward appearance, I'm very hippie with this shit. I've gotten more back into Christianity. I was in uh, Notre Dame uh, the day before the fire, and that kind of fucked up my brain. So I think I'm more you know Jesus, but I still do a lot of the the hippie stuff that I did before. So tell me a little more about your revelation um, through the learning the French and 
your your you who you are aren't your thoughts and your words and etc okay okay well this actually might link back into how i help people learn languages to be fair so that was my first like spiritual um realization or at least that planted the seed right and kind of from then on i learned more languages and it kind of solidified that fact right i was like well i definitely know i'm not my thoughts now because i've made a spanish character an italian character a portuguese character etc so it solidified it um the real spiritual stuff for me started when i was um getting into uh counseling like um studying to be a, a therapist you know uh, I did four years training for that. And with that, you've got to do at least 40 hours um, personal development. You know, you've got to do at least 40 hours counseling yourself, like therapy yourself, which is obviously makes a lot of sense, right? If you've got to sit and hold space and listen to someone who's speaking about their traumas, you're going to be a terrible therapist. They say something and that triggers, you know, an issue you've got with your parents or, or whatever. So through that i kind of uh, had the deepening of realization of oh i'm not my thoughts um because what i think and what i believe now are completely different from uh, five years ago let's say i'm a different person well how is that possible i am a different person it just doesn't make sense because i have always been here i have always been uh, observing this yeah so i realized then oh okay well i what i am is this deeper I, this observer, and the person is that which is changeable. So that's kind of how they got into deeper kind of spiritual stuff. And from then I got into yeah. like meditation and, and things like that. Well, I mean, not only language, but the traveling, I mean, totally switches all your perceptions and your ideas and opens up your brain and you feel totally different than you were before, right? Um, the whole observer thing is huge in meditation right? Like you observe the thought, you let it go, focus on your breathing. Um, it's just interesting to me. I've never heard anyone say they've come to that realization through learning a new language, but it makes total sense. Like you said, you have these different type of characters and it's different people necessarily, different thoughts, words, and um, that's very interesting. So that's where the spiritual polygot, polygot means multiple languages, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's someone who speaks okay. more than three officially. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I think I've came those similar realizations through the traveling, through the meditation, through the hippie shit. And maybe that will motivate me to learn a new language to even get a higher dose of it. OK, so now we're moving. Hey, let's let's get into some nitty gritty. But I like this bigger picture talking, but I like practicality as well. So you said creative characters, number one, mm. for learning a new language. Bring me down the path. What else do I got to do? So what I teach people is um, how I have learned languages, how I've kind of naturally been a, a good language learner. I kind of thought, well, what's different about me and other people? Do you know? Because there are people who learn languages, but they don't learn as many or as fast or whatever. And obviously putting yourself in the, an environment in which you can practice it is, is great. And I've done that with Spanish. Uh, I lived in Spain for four years. But aside from that, it's uh, my ability to listen. Uh, I've always been a naturally gifted listener. And I've kind of got into therapy as well. Like I'm a therapist, so it's, I have to listen in that role. And as a teacher as well, you've got to do a lot of listening. But also as a language learner, 
yeah, the reason I've been able to learn languages is because I actually listen to people and I stay present um, with them as they're speaking. And I focus on what they're saying, not what I want to say. A lot of people, when they're having conversations, will be there in their heads thinking about the next thing that they want to say rather than staying present, rather than just being there with that person. Um, and if you want to learn a language, you've got to be very, uh, very present. Uh, if you want to learn it like quickly, efficiently, there are lots of other benefits as well that come with it. When you truly listen to a person, they feel listened to and you connect to them on, on a deeper level. They know you're not just some gringo that's trying to use them to learn Spanish or Portuguese or wh whatever. They're like, oh, he actually cares about what I'm saying. Okay. So I teach my guys uh, listening skills, like advanced uh, listening skills. And once you master those, you, it's, it's difficult to not learn a language. I'll, I'll say it to you like that. It's difficult to not learn. And uh, everyone becomes your teacher. Um, any interaction you have with a person then becomes like a free lesson. Um, and I've kind of reverse engineered myself and asked like myself, what, what is different about me? What do I do? How do I do this? Because um, you know things you do well, right? You kind of take them for granted. You're like, yeah, everyone knows that. And I'm explaining this to my students as I started my layer back languages, my business. And they were like, oh, that's a revelationary tool. And I'm like, is it? I thought everyone did this, but they don't. Most people, like I said, they don't know how to listen. They don't listen properly. And a lot of that is to do with the traumas from school as well. They're in their heads. They're worried. They're in their defenses, their defense mechanism, their ego thinking, oh, my God, I don't want to say this wrong. I don't want to say that wrong. Meanwhile, the other person is there speaking. They're giving them all this gold. And that person's there like they can't even see it. Does this make sense? Because they're blocked off because they're in their own head. They're not there. They're not present. If they would just be open, present with the person that's um, that's speaking to them and use these active listening skills, um, which are like paraphrasing is the first one I teach people. I say you've got to learn how to paraphrase what the other person is saying. So I give you a real simple example. For most people, they might know a little bit of uh, a bit of Spanish, right? Typically, in a conversation when we're learning Spanish, um, you'll say, okay, hola, hi. So you'll, you'll say to someone, hola. And then you'll ask them, como estas? And then they'll say, oh, hoy estoy muy cansado. ¿Y tú como estas? So they said, today I'm very tired. And how are you? Normally then, the person would go back with, yo estoy, and they talk about themselves. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, how they are. And a lot of the times they'll be pre-planning these thoughts as well. So like, I want to say I'm da, 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 this. So they, they won't even be listening to that person. They'll have cut themselves off straight away when the other person is saying, estoy cansado, I'm tired. Da, da, da. Well, I get my guys, how are you? And you say, oh, pa, hoy estoy muy cansado. ¿Y tú cómo estás? I'll say to you, oh, hoy estás cansado. Yeah, I've paraphrased back to you. I've reflected back to you what you've just said. That builds rapport straight away. That you're going to be like, oh man, this guy, what a guy. He listens. You know, most people don't do this. Not even in my native language. This this uh, this giri, this gringo, he cares, man. And I'll say, sí, estoy cansado. 
estoy muy cansado porque and they'll give you more gold and I'm there I'm there collecting it man I'm like collecting thank you thank you thank you and of course they're going to be asking you questions as well and you can speak back but if you're good at listening man let's say I don't know how to say cansado or cansado tired is a new word for me if they say estoy cansado I repeat back ah estás cansado Bam. So I'm learning the language actively and also making them feel listened to. Does this make sense? This is not too complicated, no? No, it's 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 normal it's too with dating, with business. Um, you know, the yeah. whole famous thing is the most interesting person is the one who asks you all the questions, right? So many times on dates, the the girl has <laughs> no fucking idea who I am, and I have their whole life story, and they're like oh my God, that was such an amazing time. Like, you're so interesting. I'm like, you don't know a damn thing about me, but it's the, <laughs> the natural selfishness about uh, maybe the, the person and, you know, feeling like you're listened to, right? Because like you said, a lot of people aren't listening. That's why I really think doing podcasting, shit, I've almost done 300 episodes now. You learn the listening skill big time because you have to write down these ideas and let the people go on the, the little rants, not try to interrupt and, Um, I, I 100% agree with you. So, yeah, that makes sense how that could really help out uh, with, with learning language. But just overall in life, the, the listening skills like you're talking about. And uh, that's a persuasion one, too, where you repeat the end of what they say, you know, or you, you paraphrase kind of their, their points. There's a, a famous, like, persuasion tip relating to that. I forgot where I read that. But, uh, no, it is interesting. Definitely communication skills and uh, – going from there so keep going yeah it, it it sure is interesting and i'm glad you brought that up because it affects uh all other areas in your life as well i tell my guys like listen if you go, you want to learn a language with me i will guarantee you you will learn the language okay you're gonna uh, like unwrap a lot of old stuff that you've learned of like traumas and things like that and you're gonna heal that as well And the impact that's going to have on your life in general is just massive. Um, so there, list, listening for sure is one thing. Um, emotions as well, because um, I've been blessed to have uh, the counseling training I've I've had, and kind of I'm a bit of a natural at it. I've I've got quite a high uh, EQ. You don't you know? seem like a depressive British person at all. I give you that. <laughs> I, I haven't met a British person that has the glow that you do. So something's working. Ah, uh, bless you, man. Well, I've I've traveled a lot as well, you know, and a lot of people tell me that they're like, you're not like a normal British person. I'm like, nah, no, nah, you can't be a normal British person if you're living in Spain, you know, and interacting with people. But yeah, EQ. Um, I hypothesize, I don't know this for sure, that uh, having a high EQ, a high emotional intelligence is a lot more important when it comes to language learning than um, having a high IQ. My high, my IQ is not high, you know, I'd say I'm maybe a little bit above average, but I'm not super smart in that way. The advantage I've always had, though, is like a, an awareness of my emotions um, and what's going on inside. Um, Many people, because um, we're not trained to have a high EQ, it goes back to school, right? We just, uh, they focus on the IQ, 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 getting people as like good at remembering shit <laughs> as possible and repeating whatnot. But we don't work on ourselves uh, on a deeper level, do you know, on a soul level, you could say. Um, 
so yeah re recognizing like your emotions and and starting to be okay with them when you learn a language man you have to make so many mistakes um we're trained in thinking we have to be perfect with everything we do but um when you learn a language the mistakes are the steps if that makes sense you have to fail your way to fluency you have to mess up so many times you better believe you're going to forget a lot of words but when you forget them it's not like we've been trained into thinking forgetting is because we're used to um learning things putting them into our short-term memory opposed to our long-term memory which is like the subconscious mind which is proper learning uh, learning a skill like properly like driving or whatever that's in your long-term memory that's in your subconscious mind school trains us into believing okay we got to chuck stuff in our short-term memory spit it out to a page and that makes us smart do you know we don't learn any skills there are no practical skills at school i know you're probably aware of this and it's the same everywhere and of course there's an agenda to it but um yeah languages being aware of your emotions just because you've got to make so many mistakes when you can get into a flow state i honestly hand on heart when i go into my malay lessons because i'm learning malay which is a language from malaysia <laughs> at the moment i have the attitude of right pat you're paying for this um make as many mistakes as you can now obviously i don't go in there and deliberately try and like mess up or whatnot you will never do that you'll always like strive to speak well and communicate but i have that attitude of okay i want him to at least uh correct me or give me new words that i don't know fill in the gaps that uh, i've got in my vocabulary and for you to be in that state you need to be very like comfortable <laughs> with being wrong comfortable being wrong and this links back into the spiritual stuff as well which will help you develop this side of your like uh, experience uh, comfortable with not knowing um you've got to be very comfortable with i don't know yeah and accepting being in a very accepting um state um like with spanish for example you don't say uh, i am hungry in spanish a lot of people hear that like me yeah, of course you do you say that's how you say i am hungry but it doesn't mean that it means i have hunger tengo i have hambre hunger i have hunger now a lot of adults <laughs> have a, have an issue with this because they're like it doesn't make sense tengo hambre i have hunger that doesn't make sense you got to say i am hungry the quicker you can just accept it and be like oh okay i'm entering a new dimension of of living of of viewing the world you know of being you got to be very open to just accepting okay cool the quicker you can do that which combines in with the being being wrong not knowing making mistakes etc uh the faster you will learn a language you combine that with the listening skills you live in life on easy mode man you just just need the right like uh, amount of dedication and if you want to learn it, you will. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you made a lot of good points here, okay? Especially relating to the flow state. As someone who actually gets paid for his athletic ability, I can confirm that when you are in a flow-type environment and you just let go, you can do things you never thought possible. And it's very similar to when people are speaking a foreign language when they're drunk, when they don't have these inhibitions, and all of a sudden they can speak way better than when they were sober. Um, but I find it fascinating how like recently with some Brazilians, uh, 
this person, they spoke English, but they were scared to, to be embarrassed. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I know you're Brazilian. I know you, you, you don't grow up with English. Like the fact that you even try or know something is more impressive to me than you being shy that you can't speak perfect English. Yeah. Right. And the person that is in my shoes, like I, I'm not embarrassed to try to speak another language. I already told you the reasons why I haven't really gotten into it, but a lot of people are, they're afraid to be look stupid at, but it's like, dude, why? This is not your home language. Like get the fuck over it. Right. So I really like your, your flow point though, because that is huge in every freaking thing. Like it is we, we stop ourselves. It's so cliche. It's a hundred percent and 10, 110% cliche that we limit ourselves from getting in that flow mindset of just like our subconscious probably knows and is a sponge of all this different shit. And we need to trust our gut and go with the flow. And usually it works out good. Our conscious mind holds us back from everything. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And what you, you call your conscious mind, I call, um, yeah, your, uh, your, your ego, I'd say it's the thing that holds you back. So those like, it's a collection of negative self-limiting beliefs the, the ego it, it wants to stay small it wants to stay safe and if it's been trained at school like <laughs> i wrote in that tweet i think i said the school makes us go through like humiliation rituals or something like that like standing up in front of 30 of your classmates and being super vulnerable but you've got to learn in the right environment and um you've got to be comfortable um at school doesn't have that doesn't provide that environment for us and then yeah here's what i think school is no no here's what i think school is i think it well obviously the whole nine to five cog in the machine create the slave type mindset is what it's supposed to do but that is majority of people it's your job to break out of the popular term now you know the matrix that is yeah. like you're supposed to be the one that gets out on your own everyone else needs to be put into the cog machine because that's how society freaking functions. And if you want to escape, because you know deep in, deep down in your gut you want to, then it's on you. But that's why I don't bash the school system. And obviously, it could be better even for creating a, a functioning society where you have the people doing the cleaning the toilets and the office working jobs. But there's a lot of good to it, too. And it's on you personally, not anyone else, to get the fuck out of the machine and live your great, beautiful life. Simple, you know? Yeah. I yeah I, I can't disagree with that like and uh i think and i think learning a language or doing any kind of personal development you know but especially learning a language because you're so out of your comfort zone and you will literally transform into a different person like you're going to be very different from the time you start a course uh if you learn properly obviously and by the time you finish you're going to be a completely different uh different entity your beliefs and that and that makes you my bad that makes you completely look at everything else in your life differently you're like holy yeah. shit this thing yeah. now what else can i do differently that's going to change all my perceptions and my ideas and my thoughts yes sir that's the way when you do something as big as that something you've been trained to believe in like, oh, i'm not a language person or whatever and then you're there like three years later chatting in that language in a foreign language fluently you can't ignore like, oh, maybe other negative beliefs that I have, maybe they're not true, do you know? Maybe they're what my mind tells me isn't 100% truth. And actually, if you want to dive into the etymology very, very briefly on this, mind in Spanish uh, is mente. 
Mente is mentir. Mentir is to lie in Spanish. And in Italian, mentire and mentir in French. So in the Romance languages, um, mente, mind and lie have got a very close link. So you've got a kind of, what well, I do anyway, maybe it's because I've got a little bit of a schizophrenic mind. But for me, that was like, wow, yeah, the mind lies, man. That's all it does. It just puts an overlay of what it thinks to be true on over on reality. And you live your life in accordance with that. And if you live your life in accordance with that, if you're a slave to your mind, because that's basically what the matrix is, in, in my opinion, like the first thing you've got to break free from is uh, those negative uh, beliefs, right? I'm, I'm sure you experienced this, like living the lifestyle you've uh, you've decided to live. That was the first thing, right? The actual belief of, no, I can do this, you know? I can do this. I can break free. If you don't break free from that, from your own thoughts, from the mind, the liar, yeah, the mentiroso, the, the mind, the mente, um, yeah, you're going to find it hard to break free uh, in, in any other ways and live your life how you want to live it, you know? That's how I perceive uh, the matrix anyway. It's, it's, it's a mind matrix, I think. think. 100%. And I think what you got into the etymology or what words mean and where they, the roots yeah. are. I've read some stuff about that and on different topics, and I think it's fascinating. So maybe we'll get more into that. But luckily for me, I was blessed with uh, uh, a father who kind of uninstalled or no, no, never allowed that programming to be installed into me as a kid. So they say as a child, we're as free as a bird, right? You know, you can make believe anything in the world and you know, the child brain is super magical. Then it gets beat the fuck out of by, you know, school and peers and ego and all that kind of stuff. Right. Luckily, my father installed in me to not let that happen. And like Kanye West talks about all the time. People can have their opinions on him, which way or the other. But his mother was very similar. That made him believe that uh, he could do anything and be anyone and, and so forth. And he's obviously <laughs> manifested that in the real world and done shit that I mean, for one, he was the producer guy that from the he was a nerdy dork in Southside Chicago and he became respected by the gang members. Then he was the producer. They said he'd never be a rapper. He became one of the biggest rappers in the world. And they say, you're the worst fashion person. Like you'll never be respected in the circles. He became obviously huge with Yeezy and his clothing brand and obviously got into a bunch of other stuff as well. But uh, I think that is someone a great example of literal pure conviction and believing in oneself that you can manifest anything you want in this world i'm a big believer and i think therefore i am i think you know we're living in uh uh what is it called not uh yeah simulation some sort of it you know where we can kind of hack into the whole programming and, and so forth and and i don't want to get too hippie but uh i i think i like how it relates to learning a new language and how that woke you up and I think there's other things people can do similarly that uh, will have the same sort of uh, effect. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, may maybe for another podcast, we can we can get a bit uh, a bit deep if you want and talk about that the simulation and stuff. I'm I'm big into that, man. I, I'm a self uh, self labeled philosopher. I absolutely love uh, anything expansive, anything like outside the the norm of what we're what we're told. I um, absolutely adore that. I'd say it's on par with uh, my love for languages, to be honest. And yeah, with maybe it's the same thing. Um, honestly, like like you said, when you learn a language, you kind of uh, you question your reality, or 
not everyone. I think some some people just uh, they learn a language and they're like, great, I speak another language and it's still me. And, you know, they don't change. They don't have a profound uh, spiritual experience. It, it, it's not for everyone. But um, even on just a human level, you can really improve your life. You know, as I said before about uh, emotional intelligence, you'll improve your relationships with your like the people around you, business, everything changes massively once you become aware of like what's going on internally for yourself and then if you can put uh communication skills and like listening and empathizing as well with people um yeah it improves your life hugely um, but i would love yeah i'd love to dive deep with you one one time about uh about the simulation stuff for sure like what online time on? So are you a qualified therapist type person or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a qualified therapist, yeah. Okay, well, let's bring out... I think we've dove into enough of why they should hire you to learn a new language and you gave some good practical advice, but I'm curious because you seem a different than... Uh, can you hear that in the background? That's no, not that's No, no, it's good. Uh, I, I'm really curious about your mental state and the therapy and whatnot because, like I said, you're not like a normal British person. You know, British people are usually very dark humor, which is fine every once in a while. But I don't necessarily like being around. See, I, I like Slavic people, even though they are cold on the outside. They are very warm on the inside and I respect their realness. But like the British people to me, obviously, I meet a lot of them traveling. So maybe that's mm -hmm. kind of different. Or my time in Tenafree was like, Jesus, get me the fuck out of here. But um their, their dark humor and their attitude, I don't like at all. And maybe it's a, a ancestral thing, you know, the Amer America and, and the United Kingdom and separation and fuck you guys, like we're, we're the top dog. But uh, talk to me more about this this therapy thing. And first of all, how old are you? When did you start this language thing? And how long have you been a therapist for? Okay, so I started my therapy training in 2018 uh so i've been qualified for a couple of years um uh, i'm 29 now and i've been teaching languages for over 10 years uh, i was in senegal teaching english and then traveling france i didn't do any teaching there um not officially and uh then living in spain you know and that's when i kind of started to build my career as a, as a as a teacher and realized oh i love Dande. this yeah so yeah what was your question about um donde donde where donde spain donde in españa um i was in madrid for three years and alicante well elche is is called actually but uh like near alicante in the south for one year um yeah, I like Madrid's not bad. I was there in the summer like four or five years ago and it was too fucking hot, right? But uh, oh, Madrid, I like that I like that El Retrio park or the little park where there's little uh, El Retiro, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. And then Alicante is nice, dude. I enjoyed a lot of Polish people there. Um, I like that big castle on the top. Uh it, do you know what was underrated though? Is uh my favorite underrated beach city is uh, Cartagena, right? Cartagena? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's actually probably my, it was very chill, safe, clean, beaches were nice. Um, yeah, I liked it. I'm a, I saw most of the, the coast of Spain from Barcelona down. 
and then I went to I've been to Mallorca a lot and uh, Tenerife, but um, Brazil is better, bro. You've been to Brazil, right? I've not. I've not been. Oh not yeah, been. you gotta go to Brazil. Yeah. I man, I love Brazilians. Like uh, I worked with a few Brazilians. That's when I started learning Portuguese. I decided uh, I want to learn Portuguese. It's a stone's throw away from Spanish, and you know I spoke French and Italian as well. So I was like, wow, it's going to be easy to learn, and it has been relatively easy. Um, but I decided to learn it because the Brazilians are just so, so cool. They're so open. They're so warm. Like you're talking about English people, Brazilians are the opposite, man. You're in like the opposite, opposite country. They're they're so open warm friendly like smiling all the time on on english people because you said about like the dark humor i've got very very dark humor i don't think it's that that it, uh, upsets people though it's the the pessimism that's very different from the united states and it's something having i've been starting to work with a few americans and i'm like whoa it's it's a different world you guys are like optimistic that like can do attitude we we really like quash that here in uh, in the uk it's seen as like arrogant and i i'm really not a fan of that um the dark humor is a different thing for me like is great i think uh we've got the best comedians in the world there are some good ones in the states as well very good ones but i think in the uk we've got very very good comedians um the humor is amazing that's one thing i want to share with the world you know it's another reason i want to get like english people such as myself speaking foreign languages so they can share that they can share that english humor with uh, the different cultures and and move away from those stereotypes man of being like yeah a bit pessimistic apart from when they're in reserved apart from when they get drunk when you kind of we all let it out and you know they're just with such a bad reputation especially in spain i'm thinking of like it's, it's a horrible it's a horrible look for my people and I don't uh, I don't appreciate it. And I think if we could just learn languages, uh, just learn a bit of Spanish, you know, it just would make the world a difference. So, yeah, that's a bit of a um, I, I think you're right. I don't know if it is the dark humor. It might be what you're saying, the pessimisticness. And I know yeah. the American delusionalism, like uh, the optimistic delusion is quite rare for the rest of the world that we believe we can do anything, put the man on the moon, you know, get rich, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's changing. A lot of the younger generations don't have that anymore, which is quite sad. But um, I'm all for it. I, I'm a big believer in the American bubble. I think it's one of the most unique, rare, special things that uh, I know throughout history, for good and for bad, okay? Like I said, this, this delusionalism, because you got to remember who came to America, okay? They were the rejects of Europe. They didn't want to live underneath no king. They were weirdo religious freaks. They were convicts. They were criminals. They wanted to go into the wilderness with the Native Americans and fucking, you know, kill deer. And I don't know. They were crazy people, right? And they said, look, we're going to shut our, we're going to put our blinders on, not care about colonial or Europe and the kings, the queens, anywhere else. Fuck these Native Americans. Like, we're going to just build and create and see what happens. And then within 250 years, they became, you know, the most powerful uh, country on earth. Right. And they put the man on the moon, you know, culturally dominated and had a lot of money mainly because they were delusional. Okay. That doesn't just happen. Right. But on the flip end, that delusion comes with a lot of problems like obesity right now, like uh, very, uh, I would say lack of 
not dumb. We're smart in certain ways, but uh, compared to like a European when it comes to like the arts, to history, geography, to philosophy, we're fucking retarded, right? Um, we have this uh, culture of extreme work. Uh, you know, like there's just, there's a lot of negativities, right? That, uh, that come with pure delusion and living in your own bubble. But I still think it's magical. And if you could take the best aspects of that bubble and incorporate, you know, maybe a Euro lifestyle, the energy of the Brazilian, like you can have the best of uh, both worlds, right? So, oh, like another negative is like why we have the mass shootings, okay? And you talk about the, the gun and what the gun represents of uh, uh, self-reliance. And uh, like, there's just so many interesting things about America. I think it's a land of extremes, right? Like you can't become the greatest thing ever and not have some of the worst things ever, right? That's like uh, Isaac Newton type laws of gravity. I don't know, right? But uh, to go back to my original thing about therapy, <laughs> I want to talk more about therapy because you are a British dude that is uh, unique in, in, in my eyes. So give me some main practical ideas about this therapeutic stuff that kind of maybe relates to languages or, or, or whatnot. Um, okay, relating it to languages. One of the techniques I use with my guys to help them um, get over or it, better said, integrate um, those like negative beliefs is be present with the energy in your body. So for example, we use languages as an example. When you're uh, speaking, you feel it, you make a mistake, right? Everyone knows that feeling of that like pang. You might get like a pang in your stomach. And then the thoughts come of, oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, why am I doing this anyway? Oh, how oh, how can I forget that word? I've just learned it five minutes ago. All of these thoughts. Your thoughts are actually a defense mechanism. And they're keeping you safe. They also lead to you suffering greatly, which is why people go to therapy, right? <laughs> but in the moment, they're keeping you safe. Safe from what? Safe from feeling that energy directly and being with it directly. Because when you're a kid you're in a situation that was traumatic and you couldn't you couldn't hold that amount of energy. It was too great for you to hold in. It was unsafe. You had to jump into your mind, make up a story about what's going on. Da, da, da. So bringing the two together then, um, I help people be present uh, with that energy in their bodies. And obviously, as I'm teaching them a language at the same time, I don't dive super deep into like the reasons why i don't do like psychotherapy as i teach languages but that like um you could call it mindfulness uh that like presence that awareness of energy is something that i definitely recommend if you're like uh suffering if you've got a lot of anxiety and everything obviously if you're struggling a lot find a therapist find someone to talk things through and they can hold space with you um but what you can also do is write down the thoughts that you're having and as you're writing the thoughts down let them just come out if you're very angry or whatever let's say you're angry write down i'm so angry at that person write down the thoughts you know the, the mind's projections and as you're doing that be present with the actual emotion and like be aware of it in your body Think, okay so this anger energy is in is in my heart you know and i'm feeling this and it's like when it's uncomfortable that's when like meditation and uh, mindfulness could be the next step where you just start to breathe into it and just start to accept that energy. It's hard to get into um, talking about it like this on an interview because obviously normally I'd work one-to-one -one with a person and use whatever they're, they're bringing 
you know. But being aware of the energy manifest in the body, that is the way. Uh, do you know Eckhart Tolle? Eckhart Tolle, like the power of now? Yeah, you've heard of him? Yeah, yeah. super famous guy. He talks about uh, the energy body, right? And um, the pain body. So the energy body, he says, feel the inner energy. Yeah, feel the inner energy the, uh, that's in your body. Be present with it. The reason most people struggle and they don't have any connection or awareness of like uh, of presence is because of these traumas that they've got all in their body. Yeah, this trauma, like traumatized energy, that's far too uncomfortable to be with. But once you start being with that energy, once you start just okay, right? So I've got this anger, right, and it's in my heart. Okay, well let me just let me just be okay with it. It's uncomfortable for sure, which is why most people don't go to therapy. They'd rather just drink or, you know, smoke or do whatever. But you be with that energy uh, and you become at peace with it being there. And that's where the magic happens. That's where you integrate it. You'll have a, a revelation, a realization about the story that you were saying. You'll forgive people. You'll let go of things from the past. And you may still be triggered in the future. But when you get triggered, you'll be you have this inner awareness, right? So you won't jump straight into the mind's projections and, and suffer. You'll be there, you'll feel the uncomfortableness for a second, and then it'll pass. Yeah, and you get on with your day. You do this, this is like a, a cleansing of the energy body. Um, I didn't want to get too deep, but I'm kind of getting into it now. But yeah, yeah essentially, that's the, that's the combination. Yeah, two things. I like, uh, you know, breathing in positivity and comfort and warmth and then breathing out negativity and whatnot. And you can focus on the spot you're feeling the, the yuck from, like you said, the heart. Um, that usually refreshes me pretty good. I like uh, the writing down thing, especially when I'm about to write a mean text or say something stupid to someone. Like, I think it's very important to, you know, write it out and wait like 24 hours and see how you feel. Because normally after you just write that shit out and you're like, okay, you go to sleep, you're like, okay, this is extreme. I'm acting way out of emotion, you know, and um, I want to do more of it with uh, like writing in the journal. Like I do affirmations every morning, like right when I get into that uh, half awake, um, half asleep thing. So I think it penetrates the subconscious a lot more. I do all my I am stuff. I've been doing that shit for, I mean, probably seven, eight years now. And the stuff that's came true, it would blow your mind, right? It's amazing. I can't do, I can't, I, I need to do it every day now. Like after I do it, my head is in a perfect headspace. It's the craziest thing. If I don't do it, I feel like I'm off. I feel like I'm, you know, yeah. being, being goofy. Uh, so yeah, I definitely think uh, uh, what you just said is, some good stuff. I love meditation has been a part of me since I was 17, you know, so that's been 11 years. I'm 28. I don't look 28. Do I? I look young. Yeah. We both look young now. We both look mid twenties. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is all the positivity. It makes you stay young. It's crazy. And the sun. But um, if you've been, And the sun, if you've been sun. in uh, Brazil. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. hundred percent. So, okay. That's good. They're, they're good uh, therapy stuff. Ask me some questions. You said you want to ask me something then. We can kind of wrap it up, but I like the conversation. I like you. Actually, my first thing, how much are you charging? What's your business model here? My business model? Uh, it depends, man. It depends on the needs of the client. depends on the course. Um, I'm charging very affordable rates for, for what I provide. Why? 
because I love it. Basically, for me, it's like a vocation. I just I'm honored anyone anytime anyone steps into like my my classroom, my virtual classroom because I do the lessons on uh, Skype, right? Uh, it's it's great. Um, it, it, it's amazing. It's really like uh, beautiful. I feel like I'm doing my dharma. Do you know? Cut the bullshit. Cut. Tell me how much you charge. Mad. I I can't I can't say honestly. I can't say honestly. It depends. It depends. We we can if you're you're interested in learning. Give Spanish, me an average. Give me an average. No, give me an average. Stop playing around. An average, like in dollars, between five hundred and five hundred dollars and two thousand dollars. About that. For what do you get? Man, depends on the course, man. Like. Uh, I do courses if from. I give you, um, if I give you five hundred, if I give you five hundred dollars right now, what do yeah. I get? You get a month. I want to learn Portuguese, or no? You don't know Portuguese, so Spanish. I yeah, Spanish. I, I, know, I know Portuguese. I speak Portuguese. Yeah. Five hundred dollars. What do Portuguese. I get? Five five hundred dollars. You get a, a month's course for that. A month's course. So you get eight sessions. Um, they're between thirty minutes to forty-five minutes each, which I found to be like the optimal level, and I'll teach you how to learn a language properly and you'll get like uh, the basics depending on where your portuguese is at you'll level up your portuguese if it's like very basic you'll kind of get like a solid foundation from that and the ability like i said before to then suck that knowledge out of um out of the natives becoming your own teacher basically that's what i uh, strive to to get my students to. a lot of people stay on because because i like learning with me but so twice a week for an hour and a half, I'm paying $500 and I'm going to be, uh, see, my brain is skewed for, for value for money because I, I, I've been living in Brazil the last eight months, right? I mean, I can, yeah, I can yeah. hire a guy to go build a building for $300 a month, you know what I mean? But uh, it works for in a month. People are happy with $500 for those results. I'm just wondering. Yeah, that's what people have been paying me, man. But it, it depends. You'd have to do a session if, if you're serious and interested. In it, uh, like, um, yeah, feel free to. I'm just asking you, big picture, for especially people listening, you know, to see if you're mm. a goofball or, or you're really about it. But I think it's actually smarter to charge more because if I'm paying more money, you know, then I'm going to be hyper focused because I don't want to to lose yeah, my investment, right? Exactly. I think that's that's a yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, I would don't don't listen don't listen to what I'm saying like go go on my website look at um, laybacklanguages.com just read the reviews that people are writing I'm in the process of getting like video case studies and stuff as well so yeah don't take my word for it and always like I do like a couple of uh, consultations I do like an initial consultation to check like okay you want to learn the language then I'll do another one where we do like a taster session uh, and I'll say the courses that are available but I, I don't take people on unless they're serious about it because they get they get serious results, you know, and it's not for everyone. People might think, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. But I say to them, look, you've got to give me at least three good reasons you want to uh, learn. For you, for example, I'd ask you, give me three good reasons you want to learn Portuguese, you know, because I I like people actually following through banda, with it. Banda them, and you know? Banda. <laughs> I mean, uh, listen. If that's if that's what motivates you, then uh, so. 
That's great. But yeah, course wise, that's, that's smart though. The people, that's smart though. People need to be, they want to do it, right? Otherwise, it'll be half-assed. And you, if you yeah. really want to do something, you could freaking learn that language pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't work with people unless they're like properly, um, yeah, motivated to, for sure. Okay, so hey, let's uh, wrap this thing up. You can ask me some questions. Yeah. You're a therapist. We can talk about travel. Let's shoot the shit for about 20 minutes and otherwise it's I've, been I've, a good call. I've got to shoot, man. I've got my dinner in the other. I'm I'm really sorry. I've got my... You got a dinner? dinner? Yeah, yeah. I'm cooking. I'm cooking at the moment. I'm, kind of, I'm smelling it and I'm like, I don't know if that's burning. <laughs> it's in the oven. No worries. No, wrap it, wrap it up. We had one hour. It was really good. Uh, so laybacklanguages.com? Yeah, yeah. Laybacklanguages.com. I'm on... Um, Twitter as well at layback or X whatever it's called now at layback lang you'll find me layback languages uh, Instagram I'm on that with the same handle at layback lang and uh, yeah that's pretty much me man. Hi right, buddy appreciate you coming on let's definitely stay in touch and hopefully we can send someone that listens uh, that wants to travel to, to learn a new language. Yeah, man. Listen, if any, if they're serious about it, they want to really change and, and speak it fluently, then I'm, I'm their guy. Like, uh, thank you for having me on, man. It's been good fun chatting. All right, buddy. Take care. Enjoy your meal. Ciao, ciao.